to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! Not to follow. <laughs> And what's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? How you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing. <laughs> We're all just doing. <laughs> Welcome to the Geeking Squad podcast. We are officially in our teenage years now. <laughs> this is episode number 13. Getting all pimply face. Yep, yeah, we're getting all <laughs> greasy and obnoxious and talking back. Yeah, we're in that awful, awful phase. I was a terrible 13-year-old. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I was super sweet. Were you? Sure. I'll bet I'll bet you that if I ask your parents about that right now, they're going to... Don't ask my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see right now he's listening he going, lies. bullshit. <laughs> Back to the Grover Burger. <laughs> oh, boy. Behind the couch. <laughs> kicking, kicking burgers out of your brother's hand and everything. You're a jerk, man. <laughs> I bet that was a tasty burger, too. Yeah, oh, my God. They're amazing. <laughs> well, I am one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Across the way from me, I have one of my erstwhile friends and companions, none other than... Vito. And then the madam in the middle... She is like the uh, the filling of an Oreo, <laughs> you know. She she can be sweet um, and make you fat because she always because <laughs> she, she's always bringing over food and stuff to our house, especially like I am making cookies this weekend. I was just gonna say, you guys should be making cookies this weekend. That's all I need. I don't need any more. I don't need any more you, cookies. You, you need these. My mouth wants them. Yeah, but. My waistline don't need them. <laughs> anyway, it is anyway, none other than. I am Megan Guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on the Geeking Squad, we talk about pop culture stuff. We talk about all the stuff that gets posted and discussed in our group, the Geeking Squad group on Facebook. Uh, it's free for anybody to join. You just got to go f seek it out, send a request to join. We will approve you as long as you are not a dick. <laughs> well, ye yeet you so fast if you are. Yeah, you're going to get yeeted. <laughs> you're like the most unwanted baby around. You're just going to get a full on yeet. And uh, yeah, we talk about all kinds of stuff in there other than we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about any of that horse shit. We talk about Star Wars, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, Marvel, DC, UFOs, conspiracies. All the geeky shit. Treasure hunts, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> we like to talk about in there. People share memes, they share articles, and we go through uh, every time we record here and pick out our favorite stuff, mm -hmm. and we talk about it. Yep. Yeah, how's the week been? Dare I ask? It's been okay. Yeah, yeah. Vito, we're always looking at Vito <laughs> like, how are you doing, Vito? <laughs> Are you okay, pal? <laughs> Slice my finger open today, but other than that, I yeah, think we're okay. Of course. I think every other episode you're you like, yeah. Slice something open. Yeah. <laughs> Vito. Bad as me with hurt my feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I know. And we're going to have ice and all this stuff coming I, soon. I just oh. put like this sandpaper stuff my dad did on the steps. So I hopefully will not fall down the steps this winter. 
Please don't. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> you are w- way too fragile for that. <laughs> let me tell you. You just got to break right in half one of these days. One of these days. Yeah, Vito got a new vehicle. Yeah, yeah, I did. Anything? You happy with that so far? Oh, yeah, dude. It's awesome. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. So no more wheels falling off while you're driving? Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss my pickup truck, but... Not the wheels falling yeah, off. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have been lucky because I wasn't on the highway doing 70 miles an hour when those happened, so yeah. I'm very yeah, lucky. Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's also another reason why you would never go anywhere. Vito's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I could go to this concert or I could go to this place, but yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, all right, cool. Everybody's doing good. Well, then let's stop mucking about and let's get right into uh, one of my favorite segments Mm -hmm. of the show, which is entitled. What's shaking, bacon? (laughs) Oh, I still love it. Yeah, it is none other than what's shaking bacon, and on what's shaking bacon, we just talk about a bunch of the random things that get posted, little tidbits and stuff. People keep dying. Yeah, keep dying. We usually try to keep everything real positive on here, but we do have to acknowledge uh, some people. First of all, uh, somebody who was who loomed large in my youth and growing up and everything was General Chuck Yeager. Uh, he was most most people, if you know about him, you know about him because he was the first man back in 1947 to break the sound barrier in the X1. Hmm. That dude was still breaking records for the military when he was in like his 70s. Jeez. man. Wow. He continued to fly. He did so much stuff. He was a badass dude. I was just going to say, that's one badass dude. <laughs> he yeah. was. He was a badass dude. Uh, a lot of people know him because they they featured part of his life story in the movie The Right Stuff. That guy was like one of my dad's biggest heroes. Yeah. You know, My dad always really wanted to be in the Air Force badly. Uh, couldn't be at the time because his eyesight and everything was so bad. Nowadays, you got LASIK and <laughs> all that stuff. You didn't have this back in the early, right. in the early 60s. So... Uh, I I saw the Right Stuff movie like about probably not exaggerating at least a hundred times hmm. when I was a kid because it was like my dad's go to movie. Never not in the mood to watch <laughs> the Right Stuff, you know. Yeah, Chuck Yeager he lived a good long life, ninety seven years old, but still sorry to see him go. Yeah, somebody who did not live that long unfortunately was actor David Lander. Do you know who that is? David Lander was Squiggy. Oh, Les, Le, and, okay. You know Lenny and Squiggy from the Laverne and Shirley sure. show. He David Lander has been around for ages. You know, good comedic actor and dramatic actor at times too. He was also he also played a Ferengi. He was one of the Ferengi really? on Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everything. So he's got plenty of geek pedigree there. Uh, he, he had, he's had medical issues for some years now and everything. And, and that's why we haven't seen a whole lot of him. But, uh, for guys like me, I grew up what, you know, Lenny and Squiggy were like one of my favorite things ever. I thought they were so goddamn funny when I was like seven <laughs> years old, <laughs> but, uh, he just recently passed away. So rest in peace to you. Not cool universe. I don't Screw approve. you 2020. Yeah. Yeah, this year. Just knock it off, 2020. Just just enough. <laughs> Talking to you, Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> and this is 2020. On yeah. a bit of good news, I know you you talked about it. You you showed us that Japan just created a giant Gundam robot. It sure did. 
It's pretty fucking cool. Did you guys see it? Did yeah. you watch it? I watched yeah. some of it. Yeah. yeah. This thing is took six years to build. Wow. And it said it had like 24 moving parts, but it looked like there was a whole lot more parts to it than that. Yeah. Because it was like all the fingers are moving and it actually knelt down like that. That was so cool. Yeah. Well, the thing I noted, though, was that when I was watching it, looking at the people in the foreground, because I was watching this robot move, I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. And but it, they sped it up. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I'm like, wait a minute, how slow is this bitch moving here? Because I'm looking at all the humans in there, and they're like, you know, they're zipping around like ants and stuff. It's attached to some kind of rod on the back. But yeah, it's still it's fucking cool. Yeah, but it's still fucking cool, oh, man. Oh, I didn't yeah, catch the rod. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's still really cool. And there's like an observation deck where you can get up like up next to its Ooh. head to see it. And there's actually going to be like a like a cockpit kind of experience where you can Ooh. go inside it and have real life nice experience in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how fucking excited I will be if they were like yeah, the next project is we made like a Shogun Warrior, like they made Mazinga mm-hmm. or something like that. Or I, I would be like, I'm going to Japan right now. <laughs> I'm buying a ticket now. I'm right now, and I'm waiting till after dark, and I'm jumping in the cockpit of that motherfucker, and I'm gonna be a fucking Shogun Warrior. God damn it! <laughs> like I've wanted to be since 1977. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this. Just like Vito wanted to live on a. On a space uh, center, you know, up on Mars or something <laughs> like that. It's like me. I just want to be in a giant, badass Japanese robot. Yeah, these things remind me of um, Pacific Rim. It's like yes. waiting for the kaiju to come out. Yeah. yeah. How the- awesome would it be if something th- did happen in Japan? It's like, well, we have this robot that we can use to yeah, fight. They're getting ready. You know? I think we'll see that in the next 50 years. I mean, we, you know, whether we'll be around or not to see that come to completion. But mm-hmm. I, I, I do think that. We're getting real close, man. For giant robots. That'd be our new giants. Fuck yeah, man. Calling that beanstalks to get to them. Dude. Can you imagine if, like, we had that great technology that we had this Jaeger monster, but then you had to climb up a beanstalk in order to <laughs> go to the cockpit? How ridiculous that would be. That'd be pretty funny. You'd be like, well, we have this giant robot and everything. It's pretty powerful when it's, you know, like, fully. Uh, you know, fully fueled up and everything. And it's like, what do you use to fuel this? Is it like some kind of like, is it electricity or some kind of nuclear technology? It's like beans. <laughs> magic beans. <laughs> it runs on magic beans. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Sometimes when I eat beans, yep. I produce uh, enough gas to fuel a small city. Okay. <laughs> so I stay away from the beans usually. I Did you post it? Somebody posted this thing about these pickle gummy bear what is the deal with that i don't know they look interesting to me i would try them i just i drink the pickle juice out of a jar it's be the same thing it's just in jelly form oh wow i would try it so it's just a gummy bear that tastes like pickle juice Uh is that what it is i think so yeah you can make the same thing at home right just get your pickle juice and put a bunch of gummy bears in there like you yeah. make like an alcoholic gummy bear where you put mm-hmm. vodka and you know. Yep. That's true. I Try suppose. It and see. There's just something slightly more appealing to an alcoholic, <laughs> you know, gummy bear than a pickle juice one. He's getting pickle juice breath. Yeah. Well, could you, you know, imagine Vito would not want to get well, those mixed okay, up. Well, okay. Because there's the pickle whiskey we could put in the gummy bears. Oh, man. 
Oh, that's even better. And mix them together. Oh, Megan's getting serious about this shit. <laughs> Fingers out yes. and everything. <laughs> oh, I mean it. You, you can't see this, but yeah, I'm very yeah. serious right now. She's fucking giving us the point, the pointer <laughs> finger. She's like, I'm fucking telling you guys, we're going to have pickle whiskey gummy bears and you're going to fucking eat them. And you're going to like it. Right? Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's in the future. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I make no promises, and I, I I like pickle juice to a degree, but I can only take so much. Vito, I not at all. Yeah, I couldn't eat like a whole bag of the things, but it, I need a couple. Yeah. Well, we'll you see. eat a whole bag of popcorn. You're not supposed to. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so it's not uh, it's not beyond you to eat a whole bag of something that might make you hurl. Yeah, that mm. and beef jerky. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I might eat the whole bag. Can you imagine her eating a whole bunch of beef jerky and popcorn and, and pickled gummy bears? <laughs> Whiskey pickle gummy bears. I'll like, be calling you guys, wake up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because popcorn in that is not a good alcohol soaker upper, you know? No, it really isn't. Pretzels, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Potatoes, definitely. <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna let's just let's just take a, a more appetizing right turn. Okay? okay. All right. Fine. So just just earlier we had a big announcement from Disney and Lucasfilm announcing all the projected new stuff that is confirmed coming from Lucasfilm. Uh, Mandalorian is obviously on there. It's been going. It's gonna continue going. Okay. We talked on the show before about how they were gonna bring back Willow. Yes. And Willow is coming back. That's is that's confirmed. that is confirmed. They're bringing back Indiana Jones. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which of course anybody who knows us knows we're excited about Indiana Jones. They're bringing like they're going to bring back characters in their own series officially such as Ahsoka. Okay. She's getting her own show and it is going to happen in the same timeline as Mandalorian. Nice. Uh, they're doing a show all about Lando Calrissian. Ooh. Well, and you remember at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when Lando is talking to, oh, what was her name? Was it Jana? I think it was, mm-hmm. the the younger uh, girl. And she's saying about like trying wanting to find her family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, maybe we should go find them together, you know? <laughs> so... Hopefully that's what that's going to be about because when I saw that I was like, oh, that could be cool. I'd love to see the adventures of old Lando, you know, awesome. Uh, They're going to do one about Rogue Squadron. So that's, you know, obviously that's the Rogue. uh, Rogue One kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's going to be about Rebels and stuff. Maybe we'll actually get some people we care about. (sighs) Dude. (laughs) <laughs> I loved and cared about the Rogue One cast, man. Those, char- great. <laughs> those characters were fucking great. Chirrut Imway and Baze Malbus, you know, I'm one with the Foss and the Foss is with me. <laughs> those motherfuckers were badass. Okay. Well, on that note, they are doing a series called Star Wars Andor based on Cassian Andor. Now, again, spoiler alert, folks. Guy's dead. <laughs> if you've seen, uh, if you saw 2016's uh, Rogue One movie, Cassian Andor dies on that beach with Jyn Erso and everything. So this is obviously supposed to be adventures. To that or well, he mentions in Rogue One when he says, like, I've done all these things you don't even know about and all this kind of, and I've been on missions where I've had to do terrible things and all this. So this is going to tell that story. Mm. 
I I loved Cassian Andor. I love Rogue One. One of the best fucking Star Wars movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Megan, stop looking at me like that because you're just wrong. You're just wrong. All right? No. Ugh. More Star Wars stuff. Of course, we already kind of knew this was going to happen. Obi-Wan Kenobi is confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to do one about the Bad Batch, which is about these about their uh, troopers, the clone trooper guys and stuff. It's too much to get into, but that could be really fucking cool. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Um, man, I, I, you know, I'm excited about all of it. There's even a, a droid, Star Wars, a droid story. So, <laughs> Jesus. yeah. You I'm love ex- your droids. And the acolyte. They're doing one about the acolyte. So here, here's the here's the thing. I'm excited about all of it. Now, as from what I've seen, they haven't laid out the timeline of when all these are going to... I don't think these are going to all be I was gonna say, like, piled out there at the same time. At the same time, yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot of Star Wars, man. And I understand they're excited about The Mandalorian doing so well and everything. And, you know, people are excited about Ahsoka. They're excited about Obi-Wan. You know, the Bad Batch will be really cool. But I really hope they don't just... Overstretch themselves? Yeah, exactly. Because it's just going to be too much. They don't need to do quantity over quality. We want quality. Right. That's why Mando's doing so fucking good. That's true. That's true. We or don't at least, want a bunch of shit. We want good shit. Or at least do one super, super, super solid eight-episode run of each of those, and that's it. Like, don't carry it on for four seasons of each one, because at some point, you're just going to drop off, because there's so much stuff to, to right. carry up with, man. If I understood correctly, and again, this just this might just be rumors and stuff. There's not a lot of official information. But if I understood correctly, I believe that like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Andor and stuff, I think those are supposed to be limited series. Okay. So, you know, you might get a season, maybe two or something out of it, and that's going to be it. Now, of course, if it takes off and it's a massive hit, do I put it past Lucasfilm and Disney to say, well, we're going to keep going with it? Hey, you know, do it. Yeah, they might, but, you know, we'll we'll take it on a case-by-case basis, I guess. They dropped a trailer for Loki. I have not watched it yet. None yeah, of us I have tried watched. to. My phone screwed up. So. Yeah, I have not watched it yet, but I will definitely be watching it. We'll talk about it on the next uh, squad and mm-hmm. everything, but that's pretty exciting. Uh, they put a release date finally for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which mm-hmm. I am super fucking stoked <laughs> about because those are two of my favorite characters from the MCU. Yeah, That is supposed to debut on March 19th. Okay. So pretty soon. I mean, yeah. March 19th will be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, WandaVision, of course, we know that's coming any day now and everything. Pretty cool, man. I've been I've been hurting for my Marvel stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know people kind of heaved like a big sigh of relief once Endgame was done. And it was like, oh, we've had so much Marvel. Man, I was ready for more Marvel like two <laughs> weeks later. Like, give me more Marvel. I'm I'm. I'm totally down. <laughs> so yeah, for us uh, Star Wars and Marvel geeks out there, we got a lot coming up. There is a lot of really cool stuff coming, and uh, I'm excited about it. Hopefully, you guys will be once. Yeah, I could see you guys are kind of like eh, like cautiously optimistic about it. Maybe I'm sure we'll all enjoy it. A couple yeah. of those I'm pretty excited about. Some of them I'm just like yeah. Yeah, Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. That's gonna be cool yeah, that'll shit. be very cool. That's gonna be yeah. so cool. The little bit I've seen and heard about it is gonna be awesome. You know, we'll see. 
Uh, one last thing before we end this whole segment is that if you listened to the last Squadcast we did, episode 12, our Squad Talk segment, we discussed these weird monoliths that kept popping up in places. First, we had one in Utah, mm-hmm. and then there was the one in Romania. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wow, wh- what is this about? Where is this going to go? Well, since that time, the world has gone monolith crazy. <laughs> And there have been now monoliths all over the place. Have there? I saw the one in California. Yeah, there was the one in California that then disappeared and was replaced with a cross. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that who knows what that was all about. Uh, And then there was another one that popped up in like like Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Okay. Of all things, you know. I was I was like, was that just like some sort of elaborate like you go up yeah, to it and it turns like out hoaxes. it's like a well, a lot of them. I mean, they all are. We yeah. know that these are being but we we had speculated before that maybe, you know, was this like one group of people that was doing it or was it some kind of, you, you know, speculated about could it be a promo thing for a new movie mm-hmm. or something? It seems like this is a bunch of different copycat people now, that are doing yeah. it. Because then there have been some that popped up in like England and Ireland and stuff like that. And some people have come forward claiming that it was them that did it. Now, just because they claimed it doesn't mean it's doesn't mean exactly they did fucking it. true. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's still it's still just kind of interesting that of all things that this popped up and everybody latched on to it. We need something to latch <laughs> on to. I guess so. It was. The monoliths popping up like that all over is a very 2020 thing to happen. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Now, what they should do is they should put up... Somebody should take all these monoliths, but have each one be a clue to find the next monolith and have it lead to some final thing. I'm in. Yeah, I know you'd be (laughs) in. Some kind of treasure Treasure hunt. hunt? I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Do a national treasure meets 2001 A Space Odyssey thing sold that could be pretty cool yeah we need more things like that so people out there we need we need something we need to go on some kind of mad 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 world sort of like you know goose chase kind of (laughs) thing i was hoping that was where this was going to lead was that we were going to find out that all of these were connected somehow it doesn't seem that way it seems like it's like one or two people had the idea and now other people are but but some of these have popped up and disappeared and they've had nobody claiming them they've had no evidence of how they got there or disappeared so it's still a little bit mysterious but i don't know maybe people will step forward and tell us time will tell You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh. 
All right, so for this squad talk, it's where we usually pick one thing and we just kind of expound on it a little bit. Usually, uh, I don't know, something that kind of catches all our fancy. This one was suggested by somebody that we talk about it. It was. Somebody in our group. Yep. It was suggested by Colin, I think. It was. And he suggested, he said he was really curious because we talk a lot about especially me, talks about toys. We, but we talk about stuff from our childhood and, you know, reminiscing about things we saw or got or whatever. He said, since it's Christmas time, and you guys talk a lot of times about, like, what you had, and I had this, and Larry's always saying, oh, man, I had this Ad-Ad, or I had this Shogun Warrior, blah, blah, blah. said, I want to know, what were the toys, or it doesn't have to be toys, it could be anything. What were the things that you asked for that you really wanted when you were a kid at Christmas time, but you never got, you just, you just were left wanting. High and dry. Yep. High <laughs> and dry. Yeah. You were just left high and dry. So for you guys, can you think of anything? Was there anything that you really wanted when you were a kid? And you're like, man, I just, ne- they would not get it for me. I could never get it. Probably that GI Joe space shuttle toy. Dude, I think that, I was like three hundred dollars or something when I was a kid. It was mm. it wasn't that much, but it was expensive. Right. It was probably like a hundred and twenty bucks or something, which at the time would be like three hundred dollars now. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that ship, that space shuttle is so fucking cool. They actually had one of those. Um, I know they carry one of those at, and I'm gonna drop some here, Crown Point Toys and Collectibles nice. in Crown Point, oh. Indiana. <laughs> I've talked about them. I've suggested them to to all you listeners before that it's a really cool place in uh, northwestern Indiana there if you're into collecting toys. Anyway, my point is, is I saw that they they pictured it. I saw that they have one of those in the box. I didn't even ask. Didn't even ask what they're asking <laughs> for because I'm sure, you know, rightfully so, it's rare and expensive and everything. But, yeah, that was a great one. I saw somebody online mention speaking of that that the thing they wanted the most when they were a kid and they'd never got was the uss flag mm-hmm. aircraft carrier from gi joe have you ever seen that thing like is that actually, the one that they had on the comic book men's show remember when yes them, like, yes it was like 12 yes, feet long or something yeah it's huge yeah that's <laughs> right it was on comic book men yeah that thing is like eight foot long oh, or something like that or six foot long i forget but it is huge I mean, here's the thing, like, I completely understand. The space shuttle thing was big, but that was manageable. Yeah, it was what? Yeah, Two it was, half, you know, high, yeah, it was a few feet high, but, like, square width and depth and everything. It didn't take up that much room. Like, there's not a lot of kids out there that have the space <laughs> for like a, the USS flag. It's, like, longer than probably a pool table or some shit. Man, right, you know? right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, I mean, getting a pool table and investing your space... <laughs> With you know, with that is is a commitment. You know, you're not going to do it for a fucking <laughs> aircraft carrier. <laughs> Speaking of the pool table, though, real quick, one time, and this was as an adult, I hate to say, one time, me and my buddy Nick ended up pouring a whole bunch of sand all over my pool table. Why? Would you Why? You know how expensive it is. We felt those things. <laughs> well, we put pla- we we covered it. Oh, first. okay. But we used my pool table and we just poured a whole shitload of sand on there and we set up a bunch of like army men <laughs> and oh. jeeps and stuff and we just, just for the hell of it. Was this like last summer with Nick or something? I, I was just going to say, yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> we, we were in like, we were in like our twenties at the time when we did it. So it's not even like, it's not even like, oh, well, kids will be kids. It's like, yeah, I was 24 <laughs> when I did this. 
I could totally see you two doing this. Yeah, I would do it now. You would. I would totally fucking do it now. I'll tell you something right now, man. If I got my hands on like an, a Mark's like Fort Apache play set or something like that from the 60s, 70s with all the little cowboys and Indians and the, the big fort thing. Yeah, that pool table's toast, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm totally buying you one of those kitty sandboxes and putting some of these army guys in there. And Dude. I'll just leave you outside. Dude, you know how badass that would be. <laughs> I'm like, where's Larry? He's out in the, his sandbox. I would totally be out playing in the sandbox. <laughs> I mean, I did buy a kiddie pool. This I was going to say, you're going to go behind between the kiddie pool and the sandbox. Yeah. And I you'll, mean, be, you'll be happy as can be. I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I am the kid. You are the kid. Yeah. Give me a kiddie pool and a sandbox. Oh, dude. Badass Tonka truck. In there with me, like one of the Tonka, Tonka like the metal like, ones. The metal ones I had, like, <laughs> as a yeah, kid. Larry, get your Tonka truck out of the pool. <laughs> oh, it's gonna rust. <laughs> yeah, you cut the pool open. Stop yeah. it. That's what happened to my Tonkas, oh, man. They rust. Yeah, man. Then you cut yourself on that. You got tetanus, boy. Yep. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I heard all about it. My father just gave me grief about it and everything. And now you've got these channels, like, like the what is it, like the Renew and Restore, or whatever those shows. Mm-hmm. There's there's channels on. YouTube, where they take old Tonka trucks and they completely de-rust oh, them. Really? And re- oh, it's fascinating. Nice. I'll send you a link to it. It's fascinating. I I go down the. I end up watching it for like hours. Like, like a rabbit in, hole. Yeah, because it's like relaxing to me, you know, just watching them like you know sandblast these old Tonka trucks yeah, and things. That's cool. But it's really cool to see them like re- like it ends up looking like brand new again, and mm-hmm. it's from like the 1950s nice. or 70s or something. Anyway. All right, Meg, what about you? Like, did you have anything from your childhood that you really wanted but just couldn't get? The only thing I could really, th- I even had to ask my mom about this because I couldn't think of anything. But right. I know my friend had this big homemade Barbie house. I mean, this thing was huge. Okay. It was like four feet tall, which was really huge to me back then. Sure, it's huge now. It's huge. For a dollhouse, and I just remember I wanted a dollhouse like that. I wanted like Barbie's dream house or something like that. I remember wanting Barbie's car. Yeah, and I don't think I ever got any. I know I never got a house. Yeah, it so was always I always the had big to go things. over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... I had tons of Barbies, and I just needed a house for them and a car to drive them around in because it was cool. <laughs> that makes sense. Hey, look, I'm not. You know, people are gonna laugh at me, laugh their ass off. I don't really give a shit. You know, I had female cousins when I was growing up. I didn't have any male ones until I was older, a little bit older. I had Mod Hair Ken. Mod Hair Ken. Mod Hair Ken. He was a long-haired Ken doll <laughs> that they came out with in the late 70s. I had Mod Hair Ken, and I also had Sport and Shave Ken. Sport and Shave. <laughs> you could shave it because he had, like, a little beard thing, and you could, like, fake shave it off. And he had long hair. He kind of looked like Paul Stanley from Kiss and everything. <laughs> So I would get the, mostly I would get the Kens, you know, my cousins would be like, you get Kens, you can be Ken and we're Mm going to play with Barbie and Skipper and PJ and Mm -hmm. all these. Yeah. I mean, so I I got to play with those all the time, man. That Barbie playhouse, that dream house was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I think it was great. And before that, they had the Barbie townhouse that had the elevator. (sighs) Oh, it was so cool. It was so cool. I would have loved that. Yeah. Well, it kind of leads into my one thing that I remember, because to be honest with you, if you haven't guessed, I was a pretty spoiled kid. (laughs) I still am. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm still pretty spoiled. But I didn't, you know, for people that are like, oh, I never got the, you know, I never got the ad at and I never got blah, blah, blah. I got all of that shit. Um, The only things I didn't get were things that were later because 
I got old. I got a little old for it. By the time they came out with things like the space shuttle, you know, or Castle Grayskull for, you know, mm-hmm. He-Man, I never had Castle Grayskull. I always wanted it, but it wasn't that it was denied to me. I was kind of like, I'm getting a little old for this. Mm-hmm. I could either get Castle Grayskull or I could get a Kramer guitar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And at that, by that point, I was like, I need that Kramer guitar. You know, I'm playing in bands. I'm like, you know, in sixth grade or whatever it was. I was getting a little old for the He-Man stuff. I didn't get a lot of those. But from the time when I did want toys, the one toy that I wanted more than anything in the world and I drove my mother insane trying to find this for me was the Kiss Mego Ace Freely doll because I was and still very much am a Kiss <laughs> fanatic. And one of my favorite things I ever got when I was like five years old was I got the Gene Simmons Mego doll. And if you've ever, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. Those those fucking dolls are cool as fuck. If you you've seen them before, mm-hmm. those were especially for the time. Those were really well done. They looked great. They really looked like the band, the likenesses, the the detail and everything. I was able to find gradually over the next year or two after that seventy nine eighty. I was able to find on discount. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. <laughs> I found on discount Paul Stanley and Peter Chris. So I had three quarters of the band. So it was my dream. I had to have the whole band, right? I mean, of course, it's only four of them. I got to have my lead guitar player. And Ace Freely started to become more and more like one of my favorite guys in the band, you know, because I started being a guitar guy, you know. Uh, impossible. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find him anywhere. Well, here's the thing I didn't understand. Oh, Clorox wipes right now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to find like <laughs> Clorox wipes right here, toilet paper <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. Ace Freely back then was like the Clorox wipes, <laughs> you know, of 2020. Well, what I didn't understand at the time was by the time I was trying to get this doll, I mean, you know, people are like cringing. It's an action figure. It's a fucking doll. The guys, this, this, this wasn't a G.I. Joe. This was, this was a doll of Ace Freely. I call it a doll. It was, these figures had already been clearanced out. And I realize that now when I think about it, like I remember I found my Paul Stanley when my aunt took me to American sales, you know, American Mm -hmm. sales, the way you buy American sales. Yeah. Where you buy pools and Christmas trees, Christmas trees and decorations. And well, what people don't realize because they don't really have it now is they had a toy section there Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And it was a really good toy section as well. I went there one day, this would have probably been around summer of 1980, and they had a bin full of Kiss dolls, and mm. they were they were $2 a piece. Because they were so cheap, my aunt, who normally wouldn't spend a lot of money on me, she said, all right, I'll, I'll buy you one, and I got Paul Stanley. And I think I had Peter Chris already. There was no Ace Freely in there at the time. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand that toys weren't just forever on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, I was... At that point, I was like seven years old. I just assumed like, well, it exists. It was made. Why can't you? Plus, I mean, let's face facts. You know, I'm like, well, why can't Santa just make it? <laughs> why can't Santa just get this for me? And I... It doesn't exist, Larry. <laughs> Vito. You're a doubter. <laughs> You're a non-believer. I will not have that, sir. <laughs> Well, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand how any, any of this worked. Mm-hmm. And so 
I, you know, and my mom, I guess, didn't really get it either. You know, she didn't know anything about these fucking toys. You know, she just knew I wanted it. She didn't realize that these things had been licensed and put out in 1978. And now it's (laughs) 1980. And Kiss is not cool anymore. (laughs) And, you know, unfortunately, by 1980, Kiss was like on a decline, especially here in the United States. So I'm telling my mom, like, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, more than anything, I want Ace Freely. So this poor woman drove all over Kingdom Come, called all over. She was calling down state. She was in, <laughs> you know, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois. She's like, does anybody have this fucking doll this kid wants? Mm-hmm. And nobody had it because they weren't shipping them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, if people had Kiss dolls, they were just leftover clearance stuff. And I continued to ask for this doll for like the next two years. Jeez. <laughs> Every year, my mom's like, what do you want? And I'm like, it's like, don't ask for the Ace Freely doll. And it's like, I want the Ace Freely doll. And she's like, son of a bitch. He's not going to let it go. So I never got it. So that's the only thing I can think of that I didn't get for Christmas that I really, really wanted. I mean, there was always something. You know, uh, the, the only other thing I can think of was that there was like some Mego superheroes and stuff I wanted, like Iron Man and the Falcon and like some of those characters yeah. that I wanted. But I, I, you know, again, they were just limited or they were not being made anymore. That was that. But everything else, man, I got the Kraken. I got the Kraken, man. I got that. I wanted a drum set. I got a drum set. I wanted guitars. I got guitars. I, I was spoiled. <laughs> I got all the good stuff, you know, on thankful but hey you know here's the thing i remember all of it i remember it fondly Mm -hmm. and i remember who gave it to me you can talk to me about something be like evil knievel be like i got it for christmas 1976 my uncle bill gave it to me you know who got you this the the cantina play set for the star the sears cantina adventure set from star wars and i'm like i got it in 19 you know for christmas of 1978 and my grandma got it for me like i remember everything so for being spoiled, I wasn't like a kid that was just like, oh, you know, what is like some little bratty shithead like like uh, Pee Wee Herman's nemesis and Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. or something, you know, <laughs> some spoiled. I wasn't like a spoiled little brat about it. Like I cherished all of this stuff and I was su- still do some of it. Oh, I do. And I and even now, like when people get me things, I'm like, this person got me this and I fucking value it. Like I take it very seriously when people give me gifts and get me stuff like that, like I really, really cherish it. So, you know, I know that's not the case with all kids, unfortunately out there, but I was spoiled, but I loved it and I was grateful for all of it. So one last thing before we move on to the next segment, I wanted to get your guys' input. If you could choose one Christmas song out of all the Christmas songs out there for 24 hours solid, what song would you choose? Meg, I don't think there's any song, Christmas or otherwise, that I want to listen to for 24 <laughs> hours solid. No? No. Can you think of anything, Vito? I don't think so. I mean, a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Well, what would your choice what be? It, okay, if it's a 24 hours solid, what would be or just a favorite Christmas song or one that's your go-to? It's like, this is what I think Christmas it would either have to be like a classic one like Bing Crosby's like White Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Or it would have to be like 
what is it that like that Manhattan transfer song that dun, 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 dun. I know it's not their song, but like their version of it, it doesn't have any words. Mm-hmm. I think if it was instrumental one like that, like a really cool and epic one like mm-hmm. that, you know, even like a Trans-Siberian Orchestra song, you know, yeah. like one of theirs, something like that. I could probably do for 24 hours if I had to. Mm-hmm. I'd st- it'd still drive me batty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm definitely more on the instrumental side than the lyrical musical one. You know, like right. a good like Christmas jazz guitar album. Like I'll listen to that stuff even when it's not Christmas. Yeah, but oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I could I could do something like that. Or if it had to be a vocal song, then yeah, it would have to be something like like a Bing Crosby one mm-hmm. or something like that, or Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. One of those like I could. It's smooth and it's it, you know, but I can't do. Could you imagine for 24 hours having to listen to fucking Carrie Underwood or whatever? Well, I can't do that for a minute. What's that Paul McCartney song that they always play? Oh, it's a Wonderful Christmas. Oh, my God. Simply Happy. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like that. Whatever that fucking organ is that he's playing around I know. Oh everybody, ha- I like that song. Of course you do. <laughs> it's Paul McCartney, and I like almost everything he's ever done. He's had a few clunkers. I understand why it annoys people, though. It's that, it's that keyboard synth sound he chose for that which is a shame because i think if he hadn't have used that i think more tolerable people would like it so much better Eh, you know it was the time it was like here's a really cool new sound it's like a lot of times those cool new sounds do not have a long shelf life yeah (laughs) exactly i i I can't stand the jackson five song hate it (laughs) god i hate it so bad um usually it's Christmas to me. Like the first song I want to hear Christmas, which I didn't do it this year, was um, the Eagles' "Please Come Home for Christmas." Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, that one. I I started Christmas. I put it on and I put it on repeat and over and over. Wow. And over and over and over. Well, I love it. I know I really you're an Eagles it. fan. I do love my Eagles. Yeah. Um, but this year I've discovered a new song. I happened to hear it on TV, and I, then I heard it at work the other day. I was like, "What is that?" And it's Kelly Clarkson, of all people. I'm not, oh I'm not a huge on Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. But it's her new song. Um, I think it's called Under the Christmas Tree. And I've been having that one on repeat. It's just really upbeat. And it's I, I just, I, I'm really enjoying it. There's this, like, this keyboard thing. It's like, ding, ding, ding. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a good representation of it. But it's, it's, no? it reminds me of something that else that I love. Uh-huh. Like in another song. And I, I don't know. I just can't get enough of it right now. All right. Been so that must be my song this year. Interesting. There have been a few like good new Christmas songs I've heard. I like I like the Goo Goo Dolls stuff. Yeah, yeah. The new they just put out that Christmas album and everything, and they appeared on they were on the Thanksgiving parade, mm, quote unquote okay. parade. It wasn't really a, much of a parade, but you know they were they performed it on Thanksgiving, and they were on the uh, lighting of the tree there in New York and all mm-hmm. that stuff. They played some of their new Christmas music, and it's good. I mean, yeah. if you if you like Goo Goo Dolls, because it sounds just like all the other Goo Goo Dolls stuff, you know. Yeah, I think they were in the a Christmas playlist I was listening to. That it was really good. It caught my attention. I was like, "What is this?" It's like, oh. Yeah, like that's something. Like if somebody, if I was, if I was stuck somewhere in an airport or something like that, and they put on the Goo Goo Dolls album, and it was just like on repeat, and it was playing every hour, it's like, yeah, I'd get tired of it, but I, but I'd be, you know, I could dig it. Mm-hmm. I could listen to it. I mean, if we wanted to make a list of all the Christmas songs we don't want to hear, like not even once in a 24-hour period, there'd be a lot of them. Definitely that Carrie Underwood song. Jesus. Yeah, she just Please, howling. stop caterwauling. <laughs> exactly. Can't Ugh. 
stand her. <laughs> yeah, Megan does not. You're you're hard on the the female country. Is she the Jesus take the wheel girl? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't like her that much. No, I'm Ugh. not a big fan. Yeah, that's why it surprised me so much about the Kelly Clarkson song because I'm I'm not. My mom's like huge on her. I'm like, eh, she's all right, I guess. I like Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I, she's I like not some somebody, of her things, but it's yeah, I, she's not somebody I'm going to be like. I really want to listen to Kelly Clarkson right mm-hmm. now, but some of the songs I'm like, oh, this is a good song. Mm-hmm. That since you've been gone song was a great song. You yeah, know? that was yeah. her big. I mean, it's played out now. Yeah, but true. when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this song fucking rocks. I like it. Her voice gets a little. All of them. All on the, a chalkboard all, to me. <laughs> all those divas. All those divas that, that have to go for that range and everything. You know, I, I like, I like I, you know, for me, it's like people go for Carrie Underwood and they go for Kelly Clarkson. And it's like, for me, I'm more of like an Amy Winehouse kind of person. You mm-hmm. know, like I like that. I like Nora Jones, you know, Fiona Apple. I like those kind of more sultry, mm-hmm. you know, smoky voiced women and stuff i don't want to hear these carries yeah christina aguilera i mean christina's extremely talented but it's it ain't my thing i can't Mm -hmm. i can't handle that or even gwen stefani like i can handle her you know sometimes sometimes yeah i like her when she's with the band her solo stuff is not so much is poopy (laughs) (laughs) what do you suggest we are at the home stretch again. Yet again, it's the end. I mean, is this, I don't even know, is this going to be the last squad cast of 2020? This is, I think, the last one. Wow. All right. So it, we are not only at the end of our show, but we're at the end of the road. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the end of our ropes <laughs> with 2020. But yeah, this might be. So this is going to be our our recommendations we always do at the end of a show are what do you suggest segment where we tell you guys and gals and everybody else out there what we think you should check out. Vito, do you have a recommendation? So the new Bush album that came out this year called The Kingdom is really, really, really good. It is really good. <laughs> we we awesome. were listening to it earlier. <laughs> you put it on while we were working on stuff. And uh, man, it's so fucking good. Yeah. And it's like like borderline like metal, right? It's like heavy, really catchy, a lot of cool riffs. I think they might even be using a baritone on one of the songs. Some of it definitely definitely sounded tuned down. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's at least a B song or maybe even a B flat, but there's like a lot of drop D stuff. But dude, really good shit. Probably my favorite song is a song called Quicksand on there. Yeah, something I, heard I think that. like it almost sounds like something like you and I would write. Yeah, like I if see you that. go back and listen to it, it's like yeah. Well, Larry and Vito special. Well, we've mentioned it. Yeah, (laughs) people wouldn't expect it because November's Doom is our band is basically like a death metal, doom death metal type band. But man, like most of our influence does not come from those genres. It comes from other stuff. You know, there's there's loads of things like Bush and uh, Seether and Seven Dust and Breaking Benjamin and Chevelle and Tool and tons of Alice in Chains in there, especially for me. Yeah. Allison Chains sound like we're we're really into that gritty, heavy rock kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then we it goes through our filter and it turns into our crap. <laughs> the <laughs> stuff we do, you know. Well, somebody like some people like it. I like your crap. Yeah, I know you do. But uh, yeah, be, you know, we heavy it up or something. You know, it kind of turns into something else. Yeah. But man, yeah, Bush was one of the best live bands I've seen, especially recent years. I'm not, yeah, you guys were telling me how great they were oh when you went to go God, see so them. Because, dude, like when 16 Stone came out in like 94 and I was like a 12-year-old like kid into alternative rock music, 
dude, that was like, this is the best fucking music ever, man. I love this album. It still <laughs> is. It still is. There's 16 songs. There's so many good yep. songs on that album. That's got Come Down, Dude, Machine yeah. Head. I mean, Machine Head is still a bitchin' song. Everything mm-hmm. Zen. And- oh, oh, that's such right. a good song. Dun, 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 dun. It's so heavy, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. It's- now I'm going to have to listen to Bush on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally, man. Glycerin. Oh, this, like, that is just one of those albums, like like the first Van Halen album or, or something like that, where it's like you put it on and you're like, Man, I don't want to skip anything on mm-hmm. here. Like every song on here. Because I had taken a long break from listening to Bush. Like even when the Razor Blade Suitcase album came out, I was like, right. oh, this is kind of cool. But then after that, I kind of dropped off. But then randomly, I heard one of their new songs, Flowers on a Grave. I yeah. just saw the video on YouTube and I was like, dude, this is incredible. Like this is the new Bush. Holy shit. So I got the album and I was like, okay, this is like fantastic, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, I think we talked, we may have talked about it on the show before. I, I don't recall if, if we had, but when we went and saw Bush, uh, they were just, I mean, they blew everybody else away and they were like, you know, an opening act. Or something, they, well, weren't they? they weren't an opening act. It was on a, fe- you know, it was one of those multi-band shows and everything, but it was kind of like they were like the novel old band we put on the bill because everything else on there was like these newer, young, you know, yeah. younger teen and 20 something bands and stuff. And it's like, oh, we'll put the grandpas on the bill. <laughs> yeah, well, the grandpas kicked everybody's <laughs> fucking ass. Everybody else out of the water. And I mean, so good. and the crowd knew it. I mean, yeah. like the crowd was like, holy shit, what just happened? That was like 45 minutes of intensity, nice. man. So good. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. We're mm-hmm. going to be listening to that yeah, later. Yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah. Cool. All right, Meg, what about you? Um, I have been checking out recently a YouTube channel called okay. TPM Vids, mm-hmm. like vi- video for short, yeah. Vids. And basically, they kind of focus on theme parks, okay, amusement parks and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of it is like Disney, Disneyland, Disney World and stuff like that. But they tend to focus on um, like rides that aren't there anymore or hidden secrets about Disneyland that maybe you don't realize. Cool. Um, and maybe like little hidden gems in there that you can go and and seek out. Like, right. did you ever notice this mm-hmm. hiding in plain sight? Nice. And they're like, so it's like, now you can make all this list. It's like, oh, when I go, I need to check this out. So. It kind of follows again into your whole like treasure hunting <laughs> one. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's like, oh, what? That's there? It's like, exactly. I want to go to Disney World now just so I can go find this. Yeah. yeah. And then how um they like repurpose things. Like it was um something like a ride that's not there anymore, but they repurpose it for like the the cashier stands and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, right. And like old bookshelves and stuff like that. Or the old ride cars by that they made them shelves. Nice. Oh, that's and cool. It's 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 just it's really interesting to me. So I would highly recommend that. What's it called again? TPM Vids. V I D S. V I D S. Yeah, that sounds really neat. Top ten list. Nice. Like that. Yeah, I'm always looking for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Love it. All right. Well, my recommendation is a little bit of a a follow up to something I had talked about in the past. Um, and if you watch our channel or anything, you know that on my Geeking Toyetic segment, one of the last videos I put out a while ago was the fact that the creators of Plaid Stallions put out a toy magazine called Toy Ventures. I did a whole video about it. You can look it up. It's a really cool magazine that's all dedicated to rare toys, from mostly from the 70s, early 80s, stuff like that. 
uh, focuses a lot on things like Migo and AHI and Remco and all these companies. Uh, I they did a whole like GoFundMe type uh, campaign to get the magazine launched. It came out. I did a review of it. It's a fucking awesome magazine. Even even if you're just kind of like casually interested in toys, or maybe you don't even collect, but you know you remember these toys from when you were a kid. The articles are really thorough and interesting. There's there's tidbits in there and pictures of stuff. Where you're like, wow, I never knew that existed, or mm-hmm. I never knew the story behind that. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's all done by a guy named Brian Heiler, who I'm friendly with from the Mego community and everything. And he just put up the pre-orders for issue number two mm. of Toy Ventures. I uh, literally just put it up a couple of days ago. I will include a link to that where you can pre-order the magazine if you're interested. He also has copies of the first issue. Uh, in issue number two, he's going to talk about Doctor Who toys. So if Ooh. you're like a Doctor Who fan... It's got a bunch of stuff in there about that. More stuff having to do with like Star Trek. More stuff having to do with classic monster toys. Like he covers all that. He's also got more people contributing now. He kind of took on that first issue sort of himself as a labor of love. Yeah. And now he's got like people that are like really like well-known collector guys and curators of these toy lines and stuff uh, also contributing. So I think like there's going to be it, it just from what little I've seen of it, what Brian has kind of already previewed, it's going to be chock full of like information again, like stuff that even if you're not a collector, just interesting stuff to read. Mm-hmm. So and it's a small company. He's not making a fortune on this. It's a labor of love. So if you're interested, definitely check out Toy Ventures issue number two. Uh, and uh, you can drop us a line, too, if you want to know a little bit more about any of these things. Please, by all means, drop us a line and we will be happy to give you any more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, send you links, whatever you need to know. Uh, and before we wrap it up, we usually like to do some kind of recommendation for another channel or podcast or group or something like that. And we are going to this week mention a group actually mm-hmm. called the Horror, Sci Fi, and Beyond Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's run by a guy named Drew. He is part of the Geeking Squad uh, community. He posts in there and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's a nice guy. And uh, he's got all sorts of cool stuff. If if you're into the kind of stuff you find in the Geeking Squad, he features a lot of it, too. But it's cool because, like, some of the stuff he puts in It's a little bit of a twist. Yeah. He's got the horror side... Sci-fi section of it, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He'll he'll feature things that maybe we don't always have in our group and everything. Uh, he features a lot of like he'll upload a lot of like uh, new trailers and teasers for things like upcoming sci-fi movies, horror movies, and stuff. He'll put it in there, uh, so it's a good source for that if you're looking for that kind of thing. He runs cool contests. He's got a contest going right now. Mm-hmm. Sure does. And everything. So if you're into that sort of stuff and if you're into cool contests about all that, you know, if you want to maybe win something, go over there, talk to Drew, uh, check out Horror, Sci-Fi, and Beyond Group. It's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, let them know that we sent you and everything. So we'll be happy to see you, I'm sure. Tell them we said hi. Yep. (laughs) Tell them we said (laughs) hello. And with that, I think we're done. That's a wrap. That is a wrap, and it might be not only a wrap, like we said, on episode 13, but on... Uh, 2020. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be back at you with 2021. 
by the time the episode 14 comes out, I think it'll probably be 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to have so many new things. You really got to check us out. Check out the channel and the group because we have new stuff. We've got new new segments, new shows. We got tons of new stuff. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about music finally. Mm -hmm. Like real, not just like the little bit. We threatening you for three years. We're yeah. going to do it now. It took us three years, but we're going to have music, a whole galaxy of sound coming at you. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so check back, man. We got all sorts of cool stuff. 2021 is going to be our year, guys. Well, we're going to have a bigger and better trivia torch. Everything, <laughs> yeah. Like game shows, music stuff. We've got all sorts of shit we are throwing at your wall. And it's all <laughs> gonna <it> stick. stick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So, uh, with that, it has been a blast and we will see you with episode 14. See you on the other side. Off blast. <laughs> <laughs> a time to off blast. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.